Hey, pop stars. Welcome to this week's episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. I'm Eddie. And I'm Tammy. Thank you for joining us. This week's episode is sponsored by Ollie's Orchids Organization. They're the premier orchid society and experts in the world. They can represent you at auctions or help with care and provide information. Check out their indoor garden grounds and more at ollie's.org. Tammy, are you a flower person? Do you like flowers? No, they die. <laughs> it really is going to be one of those days. So you wouldn't you wouldn't appreciate if someone just sent you like a big bouquet of flowers? No, because they die. I, I'm, I'm really not a, a flower person. I could tell you what my favorite flower is, but it doesn't like necessarily warm my heart if somebody were to give me flowers because I'm not a flower person. Oh, well, what's your favorite flower? Tulips. Oh, that's a good flower. They're pretty. <laughs> you like the colorful ones or just the colorful ones? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I love flowers. On the other hand, I I I usually get some for my mom on special occasions, or um, I like just getting some around the house and just you know having a nice little bouquet to brighten up the space and all of that kind of stuff. Um, I don't like roses though. I'm not a big fan of the roses. I like the platinum roses, like the really expensive ones, but. Um, if someone was going to send me a bouquet of roses, I would want a colorful. Just don't send me red roses or something like that. But anyway, <laughs> um, this week we get all caught uh, um, in a classic tale, the have versus the have, have nots with Netflix's Little Women about three sisters, the bookkeeper, Anju, uh, the journalist, Nkiong, and high school student in high. Um, who were born on the wrong side of the Han River, see what I did there, to the wrong parents who find themselves <laughs> unwittingly taking on one of Korea's richest and most influential families. So, Tammy, what did you think of Willful Women? Was it a beautiful couture of a story or a bad knockoff of a good drama? Definitely not a bad knockoff of a good drama. Um, It was very interesting. Like, it premiered, uh, oh gosh, I want to say like almost three months ago two months ago and um I anticipated new episodes every single weekend every Saturday and Sunday when they premiered on Netflix so I was definitely fully in this show from the beginning to the end <laughs> what about you um it wasn't quite couture but it wasn't a knockoff we'll just say that it you know it wasn't a Louis Vuitton but maybe you know something a fossil or something I would go get, you know, um, or something from the outlet store. But it was I, I enjoyed it, but I didn't love it, um, and I didn't hate it either. It, it, it you know, it, it had issues for me. Some issues. Um, what did you like about it? Um, well, one of my favorite actresses was in it. Um, I liked the actress that played um, Owen Ju who's the older sister uh, in the drama. Um, like she was one of the first actresses that I kind of uh, noticed um, a couple, um, during COVID when I got into a whole new genre of shows. Um, so I loved her acting. I thought the acting was absolutely phenomenal, except for the little sister. Could not stand her character. I'm gonna just put it out there right now. Um, but other than that, I thought the acting was really, really great um, all around. Um, 
I like the storyline. It kept me interested. It did have some holes in the stories here and there. Um, but overall, like the drama kind of kept me coming back, like I said. So overall, like I just like the acting and the storyline was very interesting on how they brought it together. When you think something was going to happen one way, all of a sudden, like they would just flip it on you. And you'd be like, wait, hold on. Wait, what? <laughs> like, how did that just happen? So it definitely kept my interest. I agree with you that the story was interesting. Um, I think it was a little too long for, uh, you know, Netflix is kind of, they their dramas, they do a little differently than traditional uh, Korean dramas, or, or uh, I'll say not traditional Korean dramas, but dramas tra- produced by the traditional Korean studios, um, whereas they're anywhere from 16 to 22. Um, Netflix is what, 8 to 12? And I think this one probably could have fallen in that 8 episode range eight to ten episode range um there are times when I felt like the story jagged and what I mean by that is at one point I fell asleep and not just did I fall asleep for a minute I fell asleep through episodes and when I woke up I I didn't really I was like okay let me watch this for a moment see if I have to go back and figure out but I pretty much figured out what had happened while I was asleep during those several episodes so I was like, okay, that lets me know that it was a little bit too long. I didn't feel like I missed just a whole lot. So, um, but it, for the most part, once once it, once it really got going, um, I would say probably about episode eight or so, I was fully engrossed um, in that. So, uh, and it was one of the things that it kind of reminds us of how divided Korean society is. Everyone thinks, oh, since it probably thinks uh, or assumes since it's a, such a homogeneous society, you know, um, that they're all just, you know, together. But whereas we're divided here by racism, um, their, their, their big division is more classism there. Um, would you agree with that? Yes, definitely. Definitely. And that was the story where classism is a really, really big thing there. And I think it did a really good job of pointing that out. Um, and it, it, you know, like I said in the beginning, it was a classic case of the haves and the have-nots. And it, the twist on the story was really, really good. Um, and we talked about it earlier where you mentioned them, the characters. I liked Inju too. Um, I, I really liked um, her love for her sisters and she kind of took on the role as a mom. Um, but one thing I thought was kind of weird is that she, she, all she knew, she wanted to be rich, but she never really gave a thought about what it would be like to be rich besides just have a different apartment. But every time someone asked her why she wanted to be rich or what she would do with the money, like what she would really do, it was, I don't know, besides help her sister. So the one thing that I did like about In High is towards the end when she told her basically, go live your life for yourself. Like, don't think you know, it's okay to love us pretty much or think about us, but don't do things based on how you think we're going to react or waiting for us. So I kind of liked that, that aspect that it was like how not to get too far ahead, but how they kind of all ended up doing their own thing. And I, I kind of appreciated that. Um, what about you? I thought the youngest was very, very selfish on not understanding to the degree on the fact of you had crappy parents. And so based on the fact that you had crappy parents, your sis, your older sisters really had to step up and take care of you, especially seeing as how she was 
a couple years younger than them. She was still in high school and they were already establishing their careers um, by that point. Um, Inju was in her 30s, her early 30s at that point. And then the uh, middle sister, I believe it was in her mid 20s. It was like the parents took like, what, seven, eight years in between each kid for some reason. Um, so I, I, I fully understood why Inju's like whole mindset was she wasn't she didn't want to be rich for herself. It, it, it wasn't to get herself things. It was to take better care of her sisters and her parents ever did ever did. And that was her whole mindset the entire time. Like when she was looking for an apartment, she wasn't looking for not even thinking of if her sisters would want to move or, you know, everything like that. Um, it was all about like, okay, so I need an apartment where me and my sisters can live. Like she don't care about her parents. Like they're, they're nobody. But me, somewhere that me and my sisters can live. I want to have enough money where I can send my sister abroad and she doesn't have to worry about how much to spend once she's um, in Europe. Um, usually is what they were talking about when they were talking about going and studying abroad. Um, so I... I fully understood like where her mindset was I think like the annoyance for me was the middle sister who had a very self-righteous mindset and um a lot of times I I just could not understand it like I just could not connect to her self-righteousness I understood Inju I even understood the younger sister I may not necessarily have liked her but I understood where she was coming from on feeling she was stifled by um, the fact that her sisters worked so hard to make sure she had what they never had. But um, for the middle sister, she was just too self-righteous for me. Um, and, and seeing as how she could have been the most successful one. Um, like she was the one who was given the opportunity and still she spit on the opportunity and then bitched and moaned about rich people. I don't know. Like it, it just didn't seem as genuine as it was supposed to to me in some instances yeah like um i agree um taking on uh in high who's the younger sister first um i think towards the end when she got a chance to kind of explain herself in her letter i think um it, it 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 was it was redeemable it was a little bit more redeeming for her um you know with her being the youngest and her being coming across as a brat sometimes but i think and i kind of figured it out and she she'd alluded to it at, at several other times I think when her mom I think she always felt kind of guilty you know that her sisters had to work so hard for her and she wanted to kind of ease some of that burden I think but when her mom when her trifling ass mom basically <laughs> stole her field trip money that broke something in that baby like it did and and so you know she kind of goes on this path and like you say you understand it you may not always agree with it and there are times when you're like okay but you still need a good talking to her ass whooping or something you know, um, but you understood it. I'm with you. I didn't quite get the middle sister's self-righteousness. Like, you know, her, the rich aunt, out of all the kids, she's the one that the rich aunt took in. And the rich aunt didn't like kids, didn't want kids. And so that kind of surprised you. And she she's always had a gift for numbers. And, you know, she she helped. She turned, what was it? She turned 10,000 won into 7 million or something, 7 million <laughs> Um, because she played the stock, she was really good with the stock market, 
And then she's like, I felt like yeah, I was doing something illegal or dirty or whatever. And I'm like, the stock, there's nothing illegal or dirty about the stock market. And I didn't get it. And it's like, okay, so you basically have all this money sitting here with your name on it, but you don't want it because you're good at with the stock market. So you like being poor? <laughs> yeah, she did. She did. That that's why I did not understand. Like she was she was the one sister who was okay with being poor and an alcoholic and having to work really, really hard and never like, because then how could she continue to be self-righteous if she wasn't okay with being poor? You know, so yeah, I was like, okay, I understand you, I understand you not necessarily want to be filthy rich, but come on dog, you you should want to be be able to live in a place. And I think uh, as you pointed out, you should be able to want to be able to live in a place where you can close the window if you open it to get some fresh air. Uh, where you don't have to share the space with ants just marching in and out of your kitchen like they're extra tenants that should be paying rent up in that bitch. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like, so that that to me was just like really, yeah, I was just like, I don't understand where this righteous indignation you have, uh, where, it, where it comes from, you know, where it was just like, and so I think that that was also one, that was one of her, her great character flaws. And then I'm like, okay, but you never wanted to be a reporter. It was something you settled for. But, you know, it, it was just kind of, it was, yeah, that was, that part was kind of weird. So, oh, other than that, did you like the character of Inkling? Inkling? I can't pronounce the name. We're just going to call it Inkling. Inyang? Inyang, yeah, sure. <laughs> That's how you say it. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going to have to add to that. Like, I agree with you when you said the younger sister kind of redeemed herself a little bit at the very He's coming from when she explained it in the letters to her sisters. I, I got it. And I think I also, I started to see her a little bit differently on how she kind of took in the situations that she ended up in. Like, it wasn't, she was never hysterical. She was never like, she would just look around. She'd observe where she was and she'd be like, okay. And then she would just wait. Like she was very, very patient on knowing her lot in life, if that makes any sense. Um, so at the very end, I will say that there was some redeeming qualities to the younger sister. I understood it. I just like, oh, it still irked my soul that she like, she and the girl basically dropped out of high school. You don't even have a high school diploma. But anyway, um, being an educator, um, but other than that, like, I get that. With the middle sister, and I'm going to be honest, I think it's partly the actress. I am not a fan of the actress. Um, she grates on me for every show that I've ever seen her in. Um, she's not my favorite um, in every show that I've seen her. I've seen her in a couple of shows. Um, and I don't like those self-righteous characters because they're never justified to me. Like, I never fully understand, like, why. Especially when, if you're not, like, an absolute angel Mother Teresa, like, I just is no justification to your self-righteousness. Um, and I don't care what nobody says, nobody likes being poor their whole entire life. Like, it, it just, I, I don't get it. Like, I, I just don't get it. Anyway, um, but yeah, I'm, I wasn't a fan of hers. But I think yeah. it was partly the actress as well. I'm not a fan of the actress. Oh, well, I can't go that far. But um, I will say, because I, you know, you know, I don't know. Um, unless... Uh, you're like my 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 boy Park So Hume, who had a cameo as the shoe guy. Um, 
Did you notice that? Wait, what? Park So Jun had a cameo. He was when uh, she went to the store, when Inji went to the store to see who bought the shoes. No, 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 no. That was Song Jong Ki, Vincenzo. That, that was Vincenzo? That was Vincenzo. That looks like Park So Jun. That was that was Song Jong Ki who played Vincenzo. That was Vincenzo? Yes, because it was the same director for Vincenzo who directed this show. Well, they do. Well, okay, I'm gonna have to go back. I'm like, Park So Jun? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Um well in my defense, those they do both kind of look alike to me. And they're both very sexy. But anyway. Um, I'm just saying. Uh so you made me lose my train of thought. Oh, when when she found when Inhui found out that she had the or Inya found out that she had um the two billion dollars and she's like, I'm going to turn you in. Bitch, please. <laughs> yeah. Yo. <I> <laughs> thank you I really wish you would like you and to me that was the thing it was like you stole this no 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 technically she did not steal it it was left to her with open arms thank you it was left to her you know and so I was just like so those those moments I was just like come on now really are you really that person and the thing to me, as you alluded to earlier, was the alcoholism. It was, I was like, and I, so I'm going to say that this was probably because Netflix, the dramas that they produce generally up until this one, they do a, they have done a good job of dealing with some of the issues a little this bit more. It was a Netflix realistic. show, you know. Huh? It wasn't a Netflix show. It kept saying it. Well, it kept saying Netflix drama. So I, I thought, but then uh, on the other hand, I was like, is this really a Netflix drama? Like, nah. is this really done from the Netflix studio? Because, and I kind of, and I also had questions about that when it got to the, the, the sex scenes. Not that it needed to be explicit between the two crazies. I did not need to see crazy and crazy. I thought, I thought too much. But um, because it, she, she's an alcoholic. And I'm like, oh, okay, they're admitting that. But then rather than actually taking a moment to like have her get help, you know, they it's done as more of an other undercover thing. And she's just like, oh, I can stop drinking. Um, so it's like they wanted to skirt away from the alcoholism, but they kept harping on the suicide. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, so it was just, I, I, I thought it was a little bit reversed on how they should have, or possibly could have handled those issues um like uh it's just it's commonplace for suicide but you know the alcoholism is something to be really ashamed of and um so I was just like wow it, but uh, you know what it is right what that's that's true it um suicide is, is more common it's extremely common um in South Korea um and a lot of Asian countries but you know South Korea they do have a suicide issue and um, but when it comes to alcoholism, they haven't acknowledged that they have an alcoholism issue because drinking is such a part of everyday life for a lot of Koreans, especially younger Koreans. Um, it's a part of everyday life, like how we try to deal with teenage alcoholism, teenage drunk driving, everything like that. Um, I don't think they necessarily have fully acknowledged 
that. It's kind of like the whole uh, sexual assault and sexual harassment issues that they're having within the country. There's no acknowledgement about uh, those flaws within their society yet. Yeah, because I'm like, um, I, I, and I, and I also think it would have, it would have added more layers to the character if we could have seen her. You know, we wouldn't, you wouldn't have even had to do. You could have done the whole rehab thing as like a fast forward. You know, she goes into rehab and like six weeks later, because you know all this is taking place over time. So they could have done a really quick, and you know they're good for they're good for those time loops, right? Mm-hmm. So she could have gone into rehab and then as she got out of rehab and as things got more complicated, like when she went to the house to try to get in high and that night, that would have been a great time to see her struggle rather than just 12 hours earlier announcing that she was going to be done. And then, you, you know what I'm saying? So it, 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 yeah, I just didn't like the way they handled that. I thought it was kind of a disservice. And then and and again, I, I understood understand you know how they kept throwing it up in her face um, to to try to make her seem like a bad person about it. But ooh ooh yeah, so um, that that wasn't necessarily um, a great thing. Now, did you like the relationship between uh, Inju and Choi Che Che Do? I'm not even going to pronounce it. Try to pronounce his name, but I just call him Mr. Che. Oh, you mean with Inju? Yeah. Yes, the chemistry was off the charts. Love them. I thought you were talking about the middle sister and her love interest. Um, no, I, I loved uh, Mr. Choi. Like, I was just like, oh, shoot. Like, he is badass. But at the same time, I was just like, wait a minute. Does he like her? Is he in love with her? Like, is he playing her? Is he going to betray her? Wait, did he? Like, it, I kept having questions the whole show because you necessarily didn't know where he stood at all until almost the end like and it's like moments where I was just like oh he's in love with her like he's fully fully in love with her but there was never confirmation until him and Miss Go was fighting and she was just like I told her that um you were in love with her and he was just like you knew that and you still went after her and then he like stabbed her in the chest and then she was dead and I was just like okay confirmation confirmed you were you're in love with her um and it probably snuck up on him as well but i really did love the chemistry and the relationship that they had um and how he didn't even realize he was falling to her until it was too late that was actually pretty cool and i i liked um i loved their chemistry um and you know and 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 of course in true traditional k-drama fashion um it was more of a romance that was alluded to um the whole time um, I don't know if they quite have picked up on what an actual love interest is. But in this case, uh, and because it is a K-drama, you, I, I wish there would have been more um, interaction, but you didn't necessarily need, and because of the nature of the relationship and how they got together, it made it made a lot of sense. Uh, and they said that if there had been a 13th episode or more, then we probably would have actually seen them together, like just as a couple, more coupley. Um, and I was like, okay, um, but I really did like it. I kind of got the feeling, um, even before he stabbed Ms. Go when he was in court and he testified on her behalf, I'm like, oh yeah, 
that's not something that a money launderer, that's not something what did they call him, the money launderer does Yeah. Um, when he said he only, and especially since, you know, he kept saying he only cared about money. And I'm like, girl, look at the way he looks at you. Um, you know, uh, on whom, in whom, in Hun, I can't pronounce her name. In Hun, you know, she's she, the great people reader. She even, she was so focused on the way that you looked at him. I'm like, but she never saw the way he looked at you. And I think that was really one of the great things that they did. Like, until it was almost towards the end, you were really, really on your toes about whether or not. And then even after that, even after he testified on her behalf, when she went and checked the money, like one moment it was there, then the next minute it was gone. It's like, damn, did he play her? You know, um, and, but then I thought, well, how did he play her if he was in the car accident? Because at the same time, it's like, you know, he was going to the airport with his mom. And I was like, he was probably just trying to get his mom out of, you know, out of Seoul, um, out of harm's way. Um, so they wouldn't, so they couldn't continue to use her against him. Um, and I actually liked his dad. Did you like his dad? Loved him. His dad was a G. Like his dad was so cool. He was one of those characters that I was like, he needs his own spinoff show because daddy got a story to tell. <laughs> and you know, and then I was like, and then when she had that grenade, I'm like, where the hell she gets the grenade from? And it flashes back to her dad's like, here's a gift. And she's like, Why do I need it? He goes, because you never know when you're gonna need to kill somebody. <laughs> I was, like, was a G. I agree. Dad was definitely a G. I was like, Papa Che is a G. I loved him. Um, and I don't know his name, so forgive me, but I love the crazy younger brother. Um, what was his name? The one that was in the hospital? The director, the CEO. No, he was the CEO. That's mostly how they referred to him, right? I don't know what you're talking about. The dude that was um, that she went the the dude that was in house friend the one that that sent her the pictures of the orchids and he was Parks he was Parks's younger brother like half brother and when he turned his dad in for embezzling he oh, okay, okay 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 the CEO okay, okay gotcha right? okay yeah I liked him too he 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 was pretty cool um, you know and when she was like I, you want me to go he goes. He goes, what did he say? He says, call me when you've made it to safety. <laughs> when he told him to, pair, to parachute or propel out that window, out that yeah. fire truck. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, let me know when you've made it to safety. And she just looked at him like, how the hell am I supposed to get out of here? But yeah, so I I really, I, I did love the chemistry between her. So I'm taking you didn't like In Hoon and her love. In Hoon. Why can't I get her name right? In Young. You didn't like In Young and her, her love interest. Ah, no. I did not. Because it wasn't believable at the end when she just so-called all of a sudden loved him. I just did not believe it. I believed more when she basically told him no. She was never going to go to America with him and that she just didn't feel it. Like when she explained and she said um, when I'm with you I just feel calm and I don't feel that's what love is. And even when at the end when she explains like you know, him being her safe space and everything like that. I still referred back to what she first said because the lack of emotion on her face when she says that, she felt nothing for him except for friendship. He was her best friend. And so it just wasn't believable in the end for her to like fall for him. I could fully agree on her going to America with him still. Um, 
But the whole, for all of a sudden, you're falling in love with him. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm I, good. And I, I, I had that same vibe. I had that same reaction, um, too, as well. Like, you you knew he loved her, and you saw how much he loved her, and he told her how much he loved her, finally. But I, the, the whole 360, okay, A, I'm glad you didn't take the job, because I was like, because when they were offering it to her, and it's like her dream was being handed to her on a platter, it was like, dude, it was more or less about the story and taking down that dude and finishing what she started and proving that she's not an incompetent drunk than anything else. So she's done that. Um, okay. So then when she's like, but I'm going to go to America with you and I love you. And I'm like, no, okay, you do love him, but not in the way that you're trying to give off those vibes. I, I, I didn't buy it. Like, yeah, go with him. But I always kind of got the sense that, okay, y'all going to get to America and that shit going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, now they did have great chemistry, great chemistry as friends. Like they made, a, they were great sidekicks. And I kind of hate that he had to be in love with her, you know, because I hate, I hate the idea of her breaking his heart. And that is a relationship where you can see that, and I, and I guess it comes from the standpoint of, okay, he is her comfort. He is her safe space. He's the one person that's going to be there for her always or whatever. But yeah, I, I, I was just like, no, this, this, is, this is not a good look. That, that's not where it's at. Um, okay, what did you think about the crazy couple? Wong Saw and Park Say, they were batshit. Like, they were the perfect crazy um, couple. I see... And I feel like part Park Jae Sung's like whole um thing was that he was absolutely irreversibly in love with his wife and willing to do whatever she wanted. And she was psychotic. She was batshit crazy for cocoa puffs. He was crazy enough just to stay with her. Like he was crazy in love, and that bitch was just full on. Yeah, and, 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 you, <laughs> so and you start to see that. Like he was evil, but he was regular evil, right? Like he he was he was just regular evil, and every decision that he made was for her. You ultimately saw every decision that he made was for her, what she wanted. Even at the last decision that he made of his life, like that was for her, what she wanted. But she was bat shit crazy like where you kept the room exactly how it was when your mother was locked up and then you locked Imye up in in that room and then you have to acknowledge the fact you killed your mother that made you go psychotic and then you got mad at your brother for not accepting the fact that your mom the decision that she made not to lie to herself about what your father was doing. Like your father was just as psychotic as you are. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like it, 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 I was just like, dang, like how, how did you hide that? And like, then ooh. let's not skip over the fact that she was a serial killer. I mean, when it comes down to it, technically <laughs> the bitch was a serial killer. She was. And I was just like, Started from young. <laughs> I, and, and so something told me, I'm like, okay, so when you find out that she's the orchid lady, 
And kudos to them. A lot of the stuff about the orchids, like the blue orchid was actually found in Vietnam by soldiers during the Vietnam War. Um, you know, I, I, I checked that out. Um, and I know orchids are, a lot of orchids are really rare and really hard to take care of. So I was just like, oh, okay. And I was looking up um, deadly orchids, the, the blue orchids, the, when you squeeze it, it, it is supposed to be deadly, you know, like that. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. But so when I first saw the orchid, I'm like, okay. So, you know, you do get the idea because at first it, it kind of seems like she's, she, they, they leave you, they lead you to believe that she really is just that trophy wife. And I'm like, okay. And then you kind of get an idea that, okay, she's a little bit more than a trophy wife. She's fully aware, but she doesn't really take part in it. She just enjoys the benefits uh, from being the wife of an evil villain, right? And then it, <laughs> they peel off another layer of the onion. You're like, oh, shit, she might actually be the fucking mastermind behind this shit. Like, wow. Yeah, she she was full on that shit crazy. And then when you realize that she basically created all of it, and when she told, when they were in Singapore, she's like, oh, you think this is about the money? And she was like, no, this is just like... This was just because I told you I like to create plays. I like to create. So basically, because the bitch likes drama, she was a failed actress. She staged the whole thing. And I was just like, wow. But even then, she lied about it not being about the money. Because yeah. when um, Inju asked, can I at least see what 70 um, billion looks like? And she was like, oh, yes, because you've never seen that. And then she goes and she opens up the suitcase and there are uh, bricks in it and you saw her whole face changed with that? Yeah. You was all about the money. Yeah. But see, a true crazy would have shot her right then and there. But uh, then she know, she also knows that, hey, if I shoot her, I won't get my money. So I guess, I guess after that, she kind of, you know, did a rewrite in her head real quick. And she's like, okay, we're going to have to add a torture scene so I can find out where my money is. <laughs> you know, but yeah, she was crazy. But the actress who played her, has she been in some, I know she's probably been in something that you've watched. So I'm going to say collectively, has she been in something else that we've watched? No. Okay. Um, I thought she did an amazing job of playing her and all the intricacies of her character because she was so good. Like when she had to be vulnerable, you always kind of have to feel underlying feeling that she was one not to be trusted. I, you, that was always there. But it, there were moments kind of like we were saying with Mr. Che where you just really didn't know. Like they saved the crazy, crazy for last. Like just how she, you slowly saw different sides to her. Like when you thought her husband was just abusive and he was, but it was, you know, not justifying it. But you get that it wasn't it where she made you think that they didn't like each other. It was like, no, he's this way because he's so fucking jealous and crazy in love with you. Again, no justification in that. But I'm just saying that it was an understanding to where you thought that they hated each other or he hated her or she was just around for the campaign to make him look good. It's like, no, he was fucking obsessed with this woman. And when she said he didn't like for her to have fun with other people, that was really, really true. You Definitely. Know? And so it was just like, okay. And, and, and it was so much so that he didn't, he, it's like, I got the feeling that he tolerated 
oh gosh, don't even make me say it. Holren, what's her name? Hyland Hero? I don't know. Their daughter. The daughter? Yeah. Like he tolerated the daughter. Yeah. Like that was it, that he just tolerated her. He did. But you I know, because he loved because his, his daughter. Huh? I believe he loved her. No, I think he tolerated her just because, you know, she was a prop in in her mom's fantasy, in her mom, in her own way, perhaps, in her own narcissism, somewhere beneath all of that in the psychosis, probably did love her daughter. But because she was an important prop in a a part of the narrative that they were trying to put forward, you know, he tolerated her. But yeah, it it was just like, okay. Um, But I thought the actress did a really good job of playing... um, the different roles that she had to play as that one character, because you never knew which version of one side you were getting um, until the end where all pretenses were off. And she told Miss Doe, she said, fuck it, just put them. She said, she said, hang them, hang them from the biggest point, let them see and do it, humiliate them and let them know exactly who did it. Like, I was like, oh shit. Like at that point, she was like, I have nothing left to lose. And like she told in juice, she didn't plan on living through the night anyway. So it's just like, wow. Um, that, yeah. So it was really, really, it, that was really. She, but she lied about that as well. She lied when uh. she said she wasn't planning on living through the night, but then tried to save herself. <laughs> well, you know, talking about it and actually having to go through with this two different things. Like, and, and that's what I thought, too. I'm like, bitch, you choose ain't not to have an escape route out of this place. Like, I mm-hmm. know, I know that that's not, that you're talking a good game, but you, you I was like, because I, I was expecting it to end with her escaping some kind of way, and we see her on a beach plotting her next murder or something, plotting her revenge, how she was going to come back and take revenge on everybody, but yeah, um, that was really interesting. Um, did, was there another character that you liked, or anything else you particularly liked? Um, I like I like the uh, the storyline of it. It, it. it did have plot holes. Um, I I do acknowledge that. Um, but overall, it was definitely a different um, storyline than uh, what I've normally seen in some other um, K dramas that I've watched. So it, it definitely kept me, I'm like, okay, so what's going to happen next? And then you think one way, and then all of a sudden it ends up the next way. And I like that the evil characters were evil. Like, there was no redeeming qualities. Like, the journalist against uh, In Young, there were no redeeming qualities. Like, she wanted to be a reporter. She did whatever was necessary. She lied to the public, whatever she needed to do in order to be successful and to stay within the society. And uh, the same thing with Miss Go. Like, Miss Gold was pure evil. Like, she enjoyed inflicting pain on people. And so I just like that. The evil characters were evil, but then the good characters were flawed. But you still rooted for them even in their flaws, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, it, it showed them, you know, as being human beings and having their flaws and that you don't have to be a hundred percent pristine and perfect to be the, the 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 hero of the story. And I like that they weren't even anti-heroes. You know, I would probably say the one anti-hero was someone we haven't talked about, but we can talk about really quickly, was Inha. Is that her name? Yao Young. 
the woman who started all this, the um, outcast number one, uh, Inju's, I guess, for all intents and purposes, best friend who had a fucked up idea of what BFFs oh, really were. Oh, why, why, why Young. Why Young. Why Young. Yeah, Why Young. Like, she would probably be the closest to the anti-hero, to the one person who, you know, had that, who was, who started off as bad, but had some redeeming qualities. Um, the fact that she came back to save Inju. Um, the fact that she tried to help her in Singapore, even though you kind of you did fuck her over and set her up, because when the when the House of Cards came down, it was going to lead to her, you know. So that was fucked up. But you know, again, you kind of get it. That was the re- that was, I guess, her redemption, her redeeming arc. But yeah, um, there it wasn't any of this old change of heart or you know, because like I said, uh, Longstar just got crazier and crazier and crazier. And uh, Ho Ron, the daughter, she 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 got out. she did a good thing getting out when she got out. I know you hate the fact, and I was kind of like, y'all so close to graduating, but getting out when they did, it probably saved both of their lives. It really did, and um, and so I was just like, okay, um, and it it was surprising, and I was happy that Che actually ended up helping them because I was wondering, I'm like, where the hell did they get them when they paid for the tickets on the fair? I'm like, where the hell did they get that money from? Did she steal it from her sister's staff? Or, you know, like, where'd they get the money from? Like, but so now we know that it was probably Che who gave them the money and probably a little seed money to start up to. Um, all right. So how are you rating little women? Um, I am going to rate little women a 4.0. I thought the acting was really, really great. Like, even the evil characters, I truly believed that they were evil. Uh for the the mother, I don't, I don't know if I could watch her in anything else. Like, all I'm going to see is her evil ways of this show. Um, so, yeah. So, four, four popcorns is what I'm going to rate Little Women. What about you, Eddie? Um, I'm going to give Little Women three popcorns. It, it, was, it was good. You know, um, I, I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. There were some, there were some flaws. I thought, um, again, I will go back to the fact that I did think it was a bit long. And um, I had questions about whether or not it was truly a Netflix um, series, although that's how they're touting it as a Netflix produced series. But um, so I, I think they probably could have told the same story in, in a fewer amount of episodes. Um, but other than that, um, I, you know, I would probably recommend it to some people. I let them know it, it drags a little bit towards the middle. It, it's in some cases, this is a bit of a slow burn, but the storyline, I agree with you, is very, very interesting, and the plot twists are amazing. Um, so it, it's it's good and um, definitely worth the watch. So that does it, I believe, um, for this episode of the Popcorn Wind Down. Please be sure to listen, like, follow, comment anywhere where you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also keep up to date on the latest entertainment pop culture news as well as amazing kernels of pop culture goodness. That's the popcornwindown.com. That's it. That's the plug. And thank you as always. And be sure to join us next week when we discuss. I'm excited about this one. She Hulk, attorney at law. Feels like there should be a commercial for that. <laughs> like it should be a real law firm or something. She Hulk, attorney at law. Got a legal case? Let us do the let us do the heavy lifting. What? <laughs> let me stop. If that's already your ad. It could be. I got a week to work on it, huh? Yes. All right. Well, until next time, I'm Eddie. 
And I'm Tammy. Bye. Peace.